killers, murderers, decoding the crime verse. 911, what's your emergency? Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Decoding the Crime Bros. I am Danny, and I am joined with... Fearless Hugo. That is correct. And so, we have some interesting topic, well, not dun, interesting dun, dun. topics, interesting topic for you today. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, something different, something fresh, you know, gotta keep nice. it. Yes. Um, and I've actually always wanted to go to this place we're going to talk to you about. Dun, I think dun. it is so cool. Um, and that is Alcatraz Prison. <coughs> and for all those who of you who are book nerds, an interesting fact that in the Harry Potter series, the prison in the Harry Potter series, I almost said Alcatraz, but it's not Alcatraz. <laughs> Azkaban was very mm. largely based on Alcatraz, as in it was on an island. You can hear the names are kind of the same. So if you sure. wanted to know a little bit of reading knowledge there you go but today hmm. we are talking about the most ingenious prison breaks of all times hmm. well if it actually worked so <laughs> if it worked if it worked so alcatraz just some background is in san francisco it was it yeah. holds very um not your average nobody criminals i mean al capone was mm-hmm. at alcatraz so it wasn't just your average joe down the street who stole your <laughs> bread no this was joe. mobsters and serial killers and sorry joe yeah and so <laughs> uh it was known to be unbreakable because it sat on an island yeah and it had i mean so you're not just now breaking out of prison you gotta get across the water yeah. it's it's not fun um, my, I think my mom went there. She's even got the, well, she gave me the prison manual that they'd get when you would enter yeah. the prison. <laughs> but, get lost. <laughs> well, no, it just basically told you the rules and the code of conduct oh, type oh. of vibes. So, okay. anyway, in 1962, inmates and bank robbers, Frank Morris and John and Clarence Anglin vanished from Alcatraz, the federal island <laughs> penitentiary off the coast of San Francisco. They had used sharpened spoons eh. to bore through the prison walls, left paper mache dummies in their beds, and sure. floated away on a raft made with 50 raincoats. You yeah. know, in prison, yeah. you kind of got to be yeah. creative. It's <laughs> not like you can go and buy... Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Supplies anywhere. <laughs> when they say use what you have, they definitely you using what they have. Resourceful. Mm, mm, but what mm. happened next has stumped historians for decades. Hmm? Their bodies have never been recovered, leaving many to wonder whether they perished in the choppy San Francisco Bay hmm? or made it to shore and their freedom. They made it. <laughs> <laughs> so just... I'm going to go down to the events and then we're going to talk about some of the the yeah. stuff that, okay, what ca- could have happened to them type of vibes. So, mm-hmm. on June the 12th, 1962, there was a routine early morning bed check 
which turned out to be anything but ordinary. Mm -mm. Three convicts Mm. were not in their cells. Like I said, John and his brother Clarence and then Mr. Frank. Mm -mm. In their beds Mm. were cleverly built dummies made of plaster, flesh tone paint and Mm. real human hair that Mm. apparently fooled the night gods. Mm. So basically... You know, they like put some pillows, made yeah. their body, and then had these paper mache heads. And I think what made them so realistic was the hair and stuff. Yeah. It like looked like actual yeah. people. Yeah. And the prison obviously immediately went into lockdown and an intensive search began. So they started gathering clues and the led to a nationwide search to check for any records of the missing prisoners on their previous escape attempts all three had made them so okay so like they had tried this before Mm. they interviewed the relatives of the men and compiled all their identification records and asked boat operators in the bay to be on the lookout for debris because obviously if the lifeboat had sunk or anything there was going to be a little bit of evidence within two days a packet of letters sealed in rubber and related to the men was recovered Later, some paddle-like pieces of wood and bits of rubber in a tube were found in the water and a homemade life vest was also discovered washed up in Cornkite Beach. But extensive searches did not turn up any other items in the area. As the days went by, the FBI and the Coast Guard, as well as the Bureau of Prison Authorities and others, began to find more evidence and piece together this escape plan. And... What they were, they also got help from a fourth plotter who didn't make it out of his cell in time and began (laughs) providing information. So, obviously, Mm. he was involved but didn't make it out of his cell, so he got left behind, you know, every man for himself. Mm -mm. So, the group had begun laying their plans the previous December when one of them came across some old saw blades. Using crude tools, including a homemade drill made from a motor of a broken vacuum cleaner, the plotters each loosened their air vents at the back of their cells by painstakingly drilling closely spaced holes around the corner so the, so the entire section of the wall could be removed. Mm-hmm. Once through, they hid the holes with whatever they could, a suitcase or a piece of cardboard, etc., Behind the cells was a common unguarded utility corridor. They made their way down this corridor and climbed to the roof of their cell block inside the building where they set up a secret workshop. So basically, they they had made these holes and then were working before they actually escaped. Escaped, yeah. Yeah. They're taking turns keeping watch for the guards in the evening before the last count. They used a variety of stolen and donated materials to build and hide what they needed to escape. More than 50 raincoats that they stole or gathered were turned into makeshift life preservers and a 6 times 14 foot rubber raft. The seams carefully stitched together and vulcanized by a hot steam pipes in the prison. So basically they like, you know, when you like melt the, the plastic. Yeah. Right. They also built wooden paddles and converted a musical instrument into a tool to inflate the raft. Mm. 
<laughs> At the same time, they were looking for a way out of the building. The ceiling was a good 30 feet high, but using sure. a network of pipes, they climbed up and eventually pried open the ventilator at the top of the shaft. They kept it in place temporarily by fashioning a fake bolt out of soap. Sure, Talk about sure, resourcefulness. Sure. Soap, <laughs> raincoats, uh, what's this thing? Vulcanizing on yeah, pipes? Yeah. Like, what the hell? What happened to criminal nowadays? We clearly have got nothing on these guys. These uh, guys are creative, man. Nah, I think criminals of these days, they're happy to stay in jail. <laughs> On the evening of June 11th, they were ready to go. The prison informant, though, did not have his ventilator grill completely removed and so mm. was left behind. Hey. The three others got into the corridor, gathered their gear, climbed up and out through the ventilator and got out the prison roof. Mm. Then they shimmied down the bakery smokestack to the, at the rear of the cell house, climbed over the fence and snuck to the northeast shore of the island and launched their raft. Sure. What happened next remains a mystery. Did they make it across the bay, get to Angel Island and cross Raccoon sh straight into Marine County as planned? Or did they wind it up in the waves dead? Nah, they made it. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, this guy's are the So, ones. plenty of people have gone to great lengths to prove that the men could have survived. They survived. But the question remains, did they? Right? And investigation concluded that there would be basically not for these reasons. So, basically, investigations have mm. said most likely Impossible. did not survive. Yeah. Firstly, crossing the bay. Yes, the youngsters had made the more than a mile long swim from Alcatraz to Angel Island, but the strong currents and frigid bay waters, the odds were clearly against the men. It's not something that's easy. It's mm. it's not something that you could probably do without training. Yeah. The second was that the plan, according to the prison informant, was to steal clothes and a car once on land. But... They never uncovered any thefts like this, despite mm. the high-profile nature of the case. So if you find out that there's now people that have escaped mm. and you find that there was laundry missing off of your washing yeah, line, yeah, you're going to yeah. put two, two and two together that maybe someone stole your clothes. Yeah. Right? Then there's family ties. If the escapees had help, they couldn't substantiate it. The families appeared unlikely to even have the financial means to provide any real support. Uh, uh. As well as for 17 years, they've worked on the case with no credible evidence which has emerged to suggest that the men are still alive either in the US or overseas. Yeah. And <laughs> so the case was officially closed in December of December 31st, 1979 and turned over to the responsibility of the U.S. Marshals Service, which continues to investigate in the unlikely event the trio are still alive. Right. So that's what happened. But now let's look at what actually has developed <laughs> since, well, then, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> so in the years since which is nearly six, six decades of silence from the men led to many to conclude that the escape was met with a watery end. You don't just go 60 years with 
no one finding nothing. Mm. And the FBI, like I said, closed their case in 1979. Yeah. But in January of 2018, CBS San Francisco published an extract of a letter addressed to the FBI that told an altogether different <laughs> story. It claimed that the three criminals were had been at large since the 1960s and it read my name is john anglin i escaped from alcatraz in june 1962 and my brother clarence and frank morris i'm 83 years old and in bad shape i have cancer yes we all made it that night but barely <laughs> the letter was sent to mm. the san francisco police department's richmond station in 2013 the broadcaster reported, but had been kept under wraps during a long investigation. An FBI laboratory examined the letter for fingerprints and DNA and al analyzed the handwriting within, but they were inconclusive. <laughs> right. In the letter, the writer explained that he was the last member of the trio as his co-conspirators had died in 2005 and 2008. Mm. And he offered a deal. If the authorities announced on television that he would receive only a single year of jail sentence in which he could have medical treatment he needed. Sure. Okay. Then he would know let the fbi know exactly where he was but obviously the fbi is like <laughs> uh no this is hey. probably some prank though wow this is the first time anyone Ever claiming did, yeah. to be the man had contacted the authorities mm. it isn't the first piece of evidence that suggests they might have made it out in one piece so yes this is the first time someone spoke out but there was evidence to maybe that they did survive yeah robert Kichi, an officer with the San Francisco police, reported seeing what he described as a pristine white boat out on the bay on the night of the men's disappearance. It had no mm -hmm. lights mm -hmm. on, but appeared to have someone on board shining flashlights into the water. Police followed up on the sighting, but couldn't find the owner of the strange boat or where it went next. Yeah. More recently, in 2015 history special showed an alleged photograph of the brothers taken in Brazil some 13 years after their disappearance. Hmm. Family members of the men have also reported strange experiences that suggest there may be more to the story than many believe. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So this man, David Widener, who was the nephew of John and Clarence Anglin, said, my grandmother received roses for several years after the escape. Hmm. Okay. Isn't that suspicious? Okay. Where are the flowers coming, coming from? from? Mm. Widener expressed dismay that authorities had not contacted the family about his relative's alleged illness. For him to say that he has cancer and dying, I feel like they should have at least reached out to the family to let them know that this letter existed, even if it was fake. Because yeah. obviously the FBI and that kept it under wraps. Yeah. But federal authorities have been qu quick to quash any rumors of success the successful great escape. In an interview with CBS San Francisco, the U.S. Marshals investigating the case told the broadcaster they considered the lead 
closed with no merit and a simple hoax from someone hoping to scam mm. and embarrass the federal and local authorities. The Federal Bureau of Prisons say that they drowned once they got off of Alcatraz and their bodies were swept off into the Pacific Ocean. Mm. End of story. Okay. The prison was permanently closed in 1963, a year after the men had vanished. Today, it plays host to more than a million tourists each year, often mm. drawn mm. to the site by the story of the Anglin Brothers, which was adapted for the screen in the 1979 film Escape from Alcatraz. Mm. John Anglin's cell where the man men made their exit is a popular attraction and is preserved almost perfectly with the same gaping hole in which the teal painted wall, but even the scene of the crime offers few answers to how these people actually escaped. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So, yes. Dun, 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 dun. So we're going to hear from Danny. What does she think? So. Um, yeah, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I think they escaped. And okay. I think they made it. So. First of all, there's been a lot of cards since they've been like, apparently some of the family members also were like, yo, we saw like mysterious men hanging back at funerals, you know, like with the shades on and, you know, trench coat type vibes, like yeah, yeah. men in black vibes. Like, yeah. And obviously the, the flowers are a little bit suspicious. And I mm. was recently, I love this show called Castle and I was rewatching some episodes and there's this one episode where the lady... Um, a lady is murdered and then you find out that in her part uh, she'd got a new identity and in her past she'd blown up a mm. boat and then the the captain of the boat had been receiving money mm. every month yeah but it wasn't from the lady it was from some it was from an, the other lady who was supposed to be mm. dead mm. whole twist but that <laughs> whole thing of the connection i mean you wouldn't do it like the whole mm. reason the lady was sending money was because she felt guilty about the captain getting injured in the boat explosion yeah. so sending roses i mean that has to be a very special connection to the grandmother and mm. so like it is a bit fishy that there were occurrences mm. and i mean if people wa again it was the 1960s and so if people wanted to disappear into society people could disappear into society it's not yeah. like today yeah. like if this breakout happened today there probably would be a guarantee that we'd be able to find them with surveillance <laughs> there's a lot yeah like yeah. they could, uh, this could never have been pulled off today yeah but 1962 I definitely, definitely think these men could have lived under the radar. If yep. they moved to Brazil, Yep. I mean, changed their identities. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think the FBI would have had even the resources to comb through the Brazilian population to try mm. to find them. So I think there's a very high chance. I know there's also a theory that, so the two brothers used the third guy because apparently the third guy, Frank, was the brains of the operation. They kind of mm. used him and then killed him off. That's okay. why there's been more evidence of the brothers being alive. It's been the brothers' mm. family receiving cards. It's been the brothers' family receiving mm. roses. It was the brothers spotted in Brazil. You don't hear much about Frank. So a lot of people Maybe think... Maybe he also decided, I'm going to go low-key. 
Yeah, you know? I don't know. I, I kind of feel like a twist in the story that if they did kill Frank Morris, it would be pretty <laughs> dramatic. Um, <sighs> with regarding to the letter of the guy claiming to be one of the brothers seeking attention, I don't think that's true. I think that might be a hoax. Mm. Because if you've survived for so long, yeah, well, <sighs> I really think you would have set up... I don't think you'd go back. Nope. Do you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't think that one... I think that probably was just someone looking to scam their mm. way and get free hospital treatment. <laughs> but I, I don't think they died. I don't think they fell... I would like... Okay, I'm just a sucker for a good escape story. So <laughs> I would like to believe that they made it out. And I mean, it's ingenious. The whole thing of the paper mache heads and the drilling and the vacuum cleaner drill. I mean, that is not petty criminal stuff like that is like yeah. mastermind escapes mm-hmm. and I, I I'm personally a sucker for that I love reading like escape books and mm. heist books so I love stuff like this so the little inner child inside of me wants them to have escaped <laughs> I believe they escaped so I yeah specifically I do 110% I believe the two brothers survived if Frank Morris was killed by them or whatever that's a different story we'll actually never know that but I do believe the brothers have survived. I don't think, like, getting. Uh, yeah. I mean, unless someone really was playing a cruel joke on the family and sending cards and stuff like that, but that mm. would you be something you'd do for like a year and then stop. Yeah, it's costly. You wouldn't just keep going. It's so like, the fact that they made the effort kind of again is kind of like I feel maybe there was this 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 possibility they escaped and I think also what's a little bit fishy is the FBI's direct now nah, this is end of story like full yeah. stop yeah. because I kind of feel like uh, someone someone they worked with them I mean so this is my theory no? oh my word <laughs> here comes so, the conspiracy theories I think they escaped me and this is uh. what happened so that boat that they saw was one of the people from the F- FBI. It wasn't, oh, so it wasn't, it wasn't was family. Involved. Family wasn't involved. <laughs> it was the other side. Hence why they didn't even want to let anyone know, you know, letters and all. They're like, nah, you know, like. Well, I do believe they probably. Thing, you know? Okay, I will admit, yeah. if there was the white boat, then I definitely do believe that they had help. I, yeah. Maybe they had someone waiting for them. They and did. They then, instead of then rowing to shore, they rowed to the boat. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Then they, and if he's looking in the water, I mean, it's dark. You can't see anything. So, Mm. especially pitch black at night on the ocean. Like, Mm -hmm. what can you see if the lights are off? Nothing. You knew they're coming. Yeah, you see. So, I think that boat is also a little bit suspicious of why Mm -hmm. was it there. And like I said, I think it's very suspicious with the whole, the family receiving roses and getting cards and stuff like that. And so, I definitely think... If anything, the two brothers survived. I cannot speak for sure for Frank Morris. Frank's connection is the one that got them out of there. Yeah, but I I definitely... Because I remember watching a video on this. And I remember Frank, they do believe, was the brains. These two brothers were more like brutes. Mm. They're not (laughs) your Einsteins. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. So, I mean, if you think about it, if you have used someone to escape... And now they're no longer of use to you. It's very easy to just push them in the cold water. Yeah. 
But again, this is all speculation. In my heart of hearts, I believe they survived. I believe they escaped. It was epic. It's everything you want in an escape story. <laughs> and I kind of want to go Prison watch this break. movie now. Yep, I definitely do. I know what you do. So. There's Escape from Alcatraz. This is definitely on my watch list now. Mm-hmm. Like 110%. Like even like Shawshank Redemption, all that type of vibe. Yep. Even like Ocean's Eleven. And guys, I'm a sucker <laughs> for it. I am a sucker for it. Saka, so I'm definitely gonna go watch this. But yes, that is the escape from Alcatraz, the ultimate jailbreak. I don't think I've ever read of a jailbreak. Uh, nah. The only other person mm. who could compare is Frank Aben- Abignell using a business card to escape from prison. Let's go. But that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. But I truly believe that they escaped. Um, they'd probably be dead by now. Yeah, I mean, if they were in their pri- they were, yeah, if they were in prison in their twenties and thirties, yeah, they in the sixty, nah, yeah. fam, they full on, they'll be dead. Yeah, I don't def- think they'd be alive. They lived now. a long life out of prison. Yeah, <laughs> oh, isn't it nice for oh. them? Well, and they did it at the right time because the prison actually shut down a year later, yeah. and then they would have been moved. And Imagine. then, I'd, then what? Now I'm stuck in prison for the rest of my and life. Nope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although. Do you think the fact the prison on the island paid to their advantage? And I'll tell you why. When prisoners escape normally, Mm. now there's everyday life happening around you. You can be spotted. You can be seen because Mm. people are driving their cars. There are shops and everything. Mm -hmm. No one's on the ocean in the middle of the night. There's no witnesses. There is no... Oh, my word. This is even (laughs) more brilliant. So, the... Inescapable Alcatraz the f- prided itself on being inescapable because it was in the middle of the ocean actually paid or well, <laughs> helped mm-hmm. them escape more because it let them in, left them in isolation. There's no one on the water to see what they're doing. Mm. Whereas, is, I mean, often if you see Prison Break movies or if you even watch the TV show Prison Break, Getting out of the prison is one thing, but it's actually when you're outside that's worse because yeah. now you have people passing you on, on the, the road. Watch, looking, you're running. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Mm. So I actually think this played to their advantage. Yep. Try the brains are well, like we're going to escape today. I would be laughing at the face of da, the... Da, the da, ew, da. I would be laughing at the face of my adversaries. I'd be like, you thought you could keep me in here. <laughs> you were wrong. <sighs> Wrong, wrong, wrong. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, no, that's why I mean, oh. I think they I escaped. Thought of it like that. All three of them. I, I don't think they killed the other okay, guy. So but I, I, okay, yeah, personally, but all three of them escaped. Yeah. Betrayal. Guys, <laughs> I'm so bad. I, I was speaking to Nash uh, earlier. If you haven't watched the new Hunger Games movie, go and watch it. Perfect villain origin story. I love them. I'm a sucker for them. I don't know what it is. Yes, and we'll get the movie show to review it. it. Yeah, they probably mm. will. But yes, that is the escape from Alcatraz. That I'm, I'm going to watch it. You understand? Mm-hmm. But that is it for this week. We will see you next time. Peace. Yo, the boys and girls, we're here to mash up the place. I'm one of the youngest in age. So make sure you're watching this. Time and time and time again. I know that I saw my sins. You don't see my sin. No more. Haven't you heard? It's the Netflix of radio. Radio has never been better.
active fm radio has never been better